Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. I'm absolutely delighted to have Dr. Monica Gostich with me on the Scale Her Up podcast this morning. Monica, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Really great to have you here. Monica is an award-winning nutrition coach and a lecturer as well, I believe, and a very uh, educated woman. There's two of us in the on the podcast today. Tell us, tell us a little bit, Monica, about your your journey as a woman in business. Oh well, that was quite an interesting journey, and I feel that's the beauty of everything. What we do as as female entrepreneurs and women in business is we all have a story, and no matter how small we think it is, it's actually quite impressive to someone else. So I started off as a small girl in Slovenia, the tiny country next to Italy and Croatia. I've always loved learning. I've always been really impressed by um, knowledge, by expanding it, by finding answers to my questions. And I've always been really, really into books and all of that. I come from actually quite an abusive background. My home wasn't very welcoming for a child to grow up in. And after 30 years, I only managed to realize that I actually lived under, you know, physical and emotional abuse. And this kind of shaped me into a person that I was then. Um, it took me a lot, of, a lot of systems for me to actually cope with the abuse. And one of that system was emotional eating. I really kind of went into food that became my best friend. So whenever I felt that I didn't get enough love or whenever I was scolded for something that normally a child wouldn't be scolded for or even hit, I would then end up binging (laughs) on things that bring me comfort. And for me personally, that's cheese, cheese and bread. (laughs) And I would always go for that Uh, still to this day. That That was really kind of my coping mechanism to survive the, the horrors that I was going through in my head. So fast forward till I was about 17, 18, I accumulate so much weight due to this behavior, due to this coping mechanism, that I actually couldn't tie my shoelaces anymore. I would bend down, try to tie my shoelaces, but I couldn't because I had all this body mass in my way. So I actually had to sit down or put my foot onto something to actually reach it. And that was quite embarrassing. And it was also quite embarrassing the fact that I've tried every diet under the sun and always ended up in a yo-yo effect. So I would do really great because I've always been a very good worker. I'm always hardworking, you know, that's not a problem. So I would get into a diet and I would smash the diet and I was like, woohoo. But then obviously, because I didn't understand the things behind the diet, I would burn down and crash and it would end up in a binge or end up in exhaustion or end up in depression. And I was repeating these cycles 
And with every cycle that I repeated, I accumulated feelings of mm-hmm. shame, feelings of not being capable of doing anything, not feeling worthy, not feeling enough. All of these feelings started accumulating inside of me. So the last time I went on a diet, I ended up eating basically just water cooked chicken breasts and vegetables, no carbs, and running 5Ks every single morning. I ended up, of course, burned down and in a, I call it carbocide. <laughs> so <laughs> I was basically eating nothing but carbs, lying in my bed, and I felt really, really low. So I was just like binging on Netflix and eating carbs. Lots of the listeners, you know, you don't have to be a, a businesswoman or, you know, lots of people have, have experienced that themselves. I'm sure that, that yo-yo dieting as well, I'm, I'm definitely one of them. So tell us how this led to your business then. Well, fast forward, I actually met a woman who was a health coach at that time. And she introduced me to the whole different idea of healthy lifestyle, you know, the holistic stuff, to not just to think about calories in, calories out, to think about my mindset. She was the one who put me on the Um, on the pathway of personal development through books and, you know, listening to podcasts and listening to people who have done it and learning from them and all of these kind of stuff. So I started developing my mind. I started developing my body as well. I've lost 55 pounds um, within a span of like one year and I kept it off for 14 years. (laughs) Well done. <laughs> With in between and everything, you know, and I'm now in my mid thirties and I'm the leanest, the healthiest and the strongest that I've ever been in my life. So as a scientist, this was all happening like on the side as I was developing my studies as well. Going on a weight loss journey like this, the one that's really sustainable, the one that was changing my mind and the one that was changing my body gave me a lot of confidence, changed me as a person, gave me a permission to kind of be bold in my choices. And I then went from being just an undergrad in the university doing, you know, what most of undergrads do. I went from that to changing countries and studying in Germany for my master's degree all by myself without even knowing the language. (laughs) And it's just, I can't describe the feeling, but if I hadn't started on the journey through nutrition and health coaching, I would not have the courage to do that. And then I've done that. And the more experience I've accumulated, the braver I became. And this is how I ended up in Scotland, (laughs) where I finished my PhD in genetics. And I am now a lecturer here at the university. Um, And here is basically where my idea of business really came up. I kind of was comfortable with my personal journey. It was a long journey. I was comfortable with it. I've documented it throughout and I know how, what it took for me to get where I am. And then I started studying nutrition on the side. My main educational and professional interests are genetics, molecular biology. I've been working with viruses, very current topic. Mm -hmm. Um, My latest position as a researcher was at Edinburgh University as a cancer researcher. And due to my interest in nutrition, my supervisor actually suggested that I develop a gut cancer model that I can actually study nutrition and cancer development and how this works with the immune system. So this was so incredible. When I started with my business, 
I was like, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to help other women who can find themselves in the same story that I told you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I can help them. I knew that I can take them through this journey a lot faster than I had done, right? Instead of 10 years, I know that people can go through this journey now in like a year or even less. So this is how I then become a woman in business, an entrepreneur, and now it's been three years, four years, and it's been absolutely incredible journey, and I love every minute of it. So at the moment, am I right in thinking that the business is a sideline, or is the lecturing a sideline? <laughs> that is a very good question. As an entrepreneur, is your business ever a sideline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of a lot of people get into business by doing something that they're passionate about, a hobby that gradually takes over and becomes the main focus of their their career. So, yeah. That's, that's basically how it started. So I first started helping some friends and family and then uh, basically realized that I've got a lot more to offer. So I started charging a very small fee. And then when I became a bit more comfortable, then I actually developed a strategic program uh, which is what I do now, and then took first clients through it just to gain confidence, and then another batch of clients, and another batch of clients, and you know you always develop. So my obviously my idea is for this business to be full time. It was full time through through the quarantine because obviously we were all at home, um, and now it's back to being kind of fifty fifty. I'm still lecturing, obviously full time. <laughs> <laughs> Right now I'm in the middle of marking students' exams, so it's a a fun time for me. Of course, I'm also full-time doing the business because when you're a nutrition coach, it's never like, yes, I put limits up. I have my schedule. I know when I'm speaking to my clients, but I'm constantly learning in the background because I'm so passionate about this topic that for me, that is also full-time. I'm like, I live and breathe the topic, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, I mean, that's really, it's it's a really interesting framework. And I hope that um, the listeners get, you know, can see how maybe they they can adapt their hobby into into something that that they're passionate about and that can generate them uh, uh, an income and and a career. So, but what have been, what have been the challenges that you face? A lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like with everything in life. And I feel as soon as I accepted that business is just like life, you know, the challenges will arise, then I became a lot calmer. So in the beginning, I was very scared. That was the biggest challenge, the fear. I was very scared and because I was scared, I wouldn't take action. And of course, with action comes everything else, comes confidence, comes results. <laughs> I didn't even take action because I was too scared to make mistakes. I was scared that I wasn't good enough. I was, I had an imposter syndrome, all of these classical things that a majority of us women go through. So that was one of the biggest obstacles. And of course, I hired a coach. I surrounded myself with different women who have gone through this. So they helped me get through all of these problems. And of course, a lot of reading. Right now I'm reading a book called Mindset. Very, very important. I mean, if you talk to me about mindset five years ago, I would laugh in your face. Now it's my major thing, right? So oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, affirmations and all that before, like five years ago, I, I was like, are you joking? Why is this nonsense? Now I wake up in the morning and I write affirmations into my journal. 
<laughs> so it's, it's developing as a person, but this comes gradually. You can't just click your fingers and do it. But yeah, fear was a major obstacle. One other obstacle was um, lack of time. Mm -hmm. um, I am a full-time employed. I have a child. I'm also an inspiring competitive powerlifter. So, you know, time goes into my training and so on and so forth. So for me, it was really, really difficult to figure out this balance. And obviously through pandemic, the balance kept breaking down. The balance kept disappearing. It wasn't balanced. And the whole core of my program is about balance. <laughs> so it was just so difficult to find that balance and keep juggling things. Um, but as soon as I realized that it doesn't matter, you know, I don't have to push myself to the point that I thought I had to push myself as long as I do this one small thing, you know, and then one small thing and then one small thing, things add up and I will finish whatever needs to be done. The third thing that was a big problem was I thought I needed a lot of finances. I thought so. And it is not true. You do not need a lot of finances to start a business. There's lots of systems and all that that you can start for free. But the basics, the actual basics to the business itself is speaking to people. Like you just, you need to talk to people and just make them fall in love with who you are and what you can do for them. And that's free. That's absolutely yeah. free. So you don't need to do that. So that is one thing that if I went back, I would definitely do it differently. I wouldn't start with a website. I wouldn't start with expensive systems. I would start with just figuring out who I am, what I want to do, and talk to people about this all the time. Just join as many networking groups as possible. That is fantastic. Listeners, if you get only one thing from this conversation, from this this interview, um, know what you want to do and tell people about it. Yeah. So how, how, how do you go about telling people? Well, I love networking. For me, networking is amazing. As you might have noticed, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> I really love talking. And I feel like my, my passion actually comes through when the person listens to me or hears me speak or even sees me speak. And as a scientist, I know that my downfall is writing. It's literally been drilled into my brain to write in a very dry, concise, and boring way. So when you come to my website, it might be dry, concise, and boring. <laughs> but when Not you speak to me, <laughs> when you speak to me, you can actually see that I'm this bubbly person. I love people. I love to hear about stuff. Women have cried to me, you know, in my coaching. It is normal. And being a biologist, there is nothing that I haven't seen body do, right? Literally. <laughs> Talking about poop and talking about everything else on a daily basis is normal. So I go to networking events. I love connecting to people through LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite platforms. And we just chat. We chat. I, I reach out to people, even to strangers that I have never met before and said, look, can we just hop on a Zoom and get to meet each other? Because I want to know what you do, because I might need your services, but I also want to tell you what I do, because who knows who you know that might need what I have. And 
when it clicked in my head that this is okay to do, I started doing lots and lots of networking. And most of my clients come from LinkedIn, come from Zoom networkings, come from in-person networkings, or from recommendations from someone from a networking group. I too love networking. I love people. I'm a real uh, people person also. But uh, it, it is a bit scary when you go out and start networking, isn't it? Have you got any tips for someone who's going, <gasps> networking, that sounds, that sounds a bit daunting? Um, absolutely. I mean, I was scared and I consider myself as an extrovert, right? And I was already also quite scared. So I can imagine how it can be for someone else. What I would definitely recommend is that the person who runs the networking event, perhaps reach out to them first and tell them that is your first time and that you're not experienced and that you would like to just observe because that is possible. You can come in and just observe and see how others are behaving. On the other hand, when you are in a networking situation inside Zoom and you get put into a breakout room with other people, just own it. That is it. Just be your true authentic self. And that's the second module of my program, by the way. First is balance (laughs) through. The second one is authenticity. Just be your true authentic self because people understand how it is to start. People understand how it is to be new. So what I've done was I was really nervous. And then I came on and there was like suddenly just three of us in the Zoom room. I was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And um, I just said, you know what? I'm new. I've never networked before. My business is new. I don't know what I'm doing, but I would love to hear what you're doing. That was it. And people were like really accepting. They uh, gave me tips. They... They were very supportive. They followed up as well. They provided me with a lot of advice as well. So you know what? Worst case scenario, you end up richer with experience and also some free advice. Brilliant tips. Thank you. So what's been your biggest learning in starting and getting your business off the ground? (laughs) Biggest learning. I've learned a lot about myself. It's funny enough, right? We talk about business here, but it is myself that I've learned about a lot and I've learned that I go, I like to go really fast and I have little patience for detail sometimes <laughs> and that sometimes my ego gets in the way and I have to become a lot more humble in my decisions and a lot more patient with myself and saying it takes time, it will take time, give it time. Don't go head through the wall. <laughs> Give it time to develop. And, you know, that was kind of the biggest, the biggest thing for me, kind of mindset shift that in science, for example, again, because I'm drawing parallels in my life all the time with science is that, you know, you, you do an experiment and it either works or it doesn't. And then you get to analyze it and then you get to repeat it. In business, it's most of the time, it doesn't work, but then it's really, really hard to analyze why it doesn't work because there's just so many components. Yeah. And then you keep repeating it, but you don't know which component you improved and all that. So if you're not analytical, if you don't know what you're doing, sometimes it can be a bit daunting. So that's one thing that I started to learn how to do is track my business. And I didn't track it before and I didn't. So I was basically just doing stuff and I didn't know what I was doing. So I think like I was one of the worst business starters in the planet, honestly. And 
to whoever is listening to this, if you feel like you don't know how to run a business, join the club. I've got t-shirts. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't know how to run a business. I still don't. So my expertise is in nutrition. My expertise is in coaching women how to eat to prevent chronic illnesses and lose weight. My expertise is not how to put a website on, how to create email list, how to put lead magnets out, how to run a business and stuff like that. I don't know these things, but I've learned a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. And I think that the biggest thing for me really was to realize through all this journey of crying and laughing and having clients and not having clients and uh, developing who I am. <laughs> it was just kind of like, it was life, really. It wasn't even business. It was just, it took me through through life. And looking back, I can reflect that when I started a business, I was a very different person than I am today. And I pushed myself really hard and I put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself. And I think us women do that a lot in general. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we want to excel in everything. Um, and again, this is why my program is called Bad Mom Club, because we're breaking bad. Yeah, do you get the reference? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about realizing that who you are is good enough. The time it takes you to develop a business is okay. And that you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone else because you are you, your business is your business and no one else's. So comparison is really the teeth of joy. Yes, I couldn't agree more. You've got, I think you've got many clients who are female entrepreneurs like, like ourselves. Are you seeing what you do helping their businesses as well as their, their health? Yes, that was my initial idea when I started this thing. From my personal story, if you remember, I was talking about, I started on a health journey, on a nutrition coaching journey and health coaching journey. And then that transformed me into a person who was more confident, who was more daring in her uh, choices. This is what kind of enabled me to change countries and all of that kind of stuff. So I was thinking about my journey. So many women start a business. There's more women than men who start a business. That's statistics. But there's also more women who quit a business than men. And I was wondering, why is that? So put aside the, the fact that we're mostly caregivers, caretakers. And that we have families to take care of. We, we mostly run everything and everyone else but ourselves. And as women, we forget about ourselves so much. Like it's Christmas shopping is first before I'm going to spend some money on my health. It's, it's more important that my child sees 10,000 presents under the Christmas tree than that my child sees me happy and healthy. I mean, that logic is backwards. But this is what society has put into us. This is what it's indoctrinated into us. And this is what we're needing to start fight. We don't need to fight men. Men are men. They're fine. We love them. We don't love them. It doesn't matter. What we need to fight is ourselves against the expectations of our mothers, against the expectations of our friends, against expectations of our children. And yeah, when the woman starts taking care of herself, when the woman is a peace with who she really is, feels good physically, she'll feel good mentally. And all of this will be connected. And then she can just shine. She's just shine, full of energy, full of confidence. She can go out there and everything becomes clearer. 
the business is more focused. Everything runs. She's happier. She attracts clients that she really wants. Basically, people are coming to her because she's that magnet of healthiness and happiness. And people want to work with that kind of person. People don't want to work with a person who doubts themselves all the time. And that's why I say a person to succeed in the outside, you need to succeed in the inside. If you look at every major entrepreneur, you know, every person who ever succeeded in life, the primary thing that they're focusing on is their health. That is the first thing. So my business program is called Nutrition for Business Success for that reason. And that is a part of my Bad Mom Club. And when you go through not just feeling good inside your body, but also through basics of who you are, what you want to achieve and all of this, you need to kind of step, take a step back a little bit to then shoot forward like an arrow into your success. Fantastic. I often use the term healthy body, healthy mind, healthy business. And so many of us focus in on the business and having to, oh, it's all about the business and actually stepping back and looking after yourself is going to help the business grow. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, here I could totally geek out on all the studies connection between the gut health and brain health and everything else. But, you know, let's leave that for next time. But <laughs> that is absolutely true. You need to take care of your body first and then everything else will follow. I'm listening to this thinking I've got to have another chat with you, Monica, about what you can do to help me. So just while we're in the in the interview and I'll, I'll put a tag when the podcast goes live. But how can people contact you to find out more about what you can do to help them? Oh, it's super, super simple. So whatever you put, just put into Google Dr. Monica Gostich and you'll find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram, on Twitter, I am everywhere. <laughs> feel free to call me. Feel free, feel free to send me a message. Or if you want a longer chat, just book a call through my link and then we'll hop on a Zoom and just chat over a cup of tea. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Fantastic. So as you know, the Scale Her Up podcast, I started this because I want to see a difference in the, the number of women that are starting and scaling their businesses. You've obviously described to, to an extent how nutrition can help, but what else do we need to do to create this revolution to match the number of men starting and scaling their businesses? First thing that I would say is unite. Yep. <laughs> I feel too many women think that they're by themselves or just do things in isolation. I think that we look at each other as competitors instead of collaborators. And I would definitely recommend that more women step together and form like a movement or form a sisterhood or something, a community that will support them no matter what. That was also my initial idea to create like a whole movement of bad moms who would be there, fiercely support each other in their journeys to success. And I think together we're stronger. So definitely just find, find a community, find someone who will support you. Second thing that I feel was the scariest step in my entrepreneurial career, the scariest of them all, but the best one ever was to hire a coach. I really, really think that when I hired a coach, a lot of not just pressure was taken off me, but I got laser focused. Right? I've got, because I had coach, because I had support, I had someone who 
was there behind me, just making sure that I'm on track, not just on track, but I'm doing the right type of activities because I can get really busy with stupid stuff, (laughs) (laughs) but they were making sure that I'm doing the right type of activities. So they always help me refocus. They always help me stay on track. And of course, include your children into your business. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, I need to put my children to bed and then work on my business or I can't do my business because I need to go with the kids on the park. What I've done was every, every life that I did was with my kid next to me. She was jumping next to me. She was climbing on my, on my shoulders and everything while I was trying to talk about how important it is to, to find your authentic self, right? Okay, maybe I'm in nutrition right now in health. So when I was trying to do some exercise live and she would just come on and sit on me while I was planking, that was fine, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just extra, extra weight added. I feel so many women have children. So many of us have children. And just the fact that children come into the room when we're on Zoom, children come into the room when we're on lives and stuff like that, instead of panicking about this embrace it because that is who you are it's a part of your life so don't think that you need to exclude your kids from your business just include them in let them be a part of you so many more women are gonna connect to what you do because they'll see that you're just a woman who's trying her best around the family I guess what I'm trying to say with this is don't try to be someone you're not connect with someone get a coach and just be who you are allow yourself to show who you truly are to people to the world i know it's scary i know it's very vulnerable but that's what people love and when i started sharing my story when i started showing how i struggle with my crazy six-year-old then people were just like you know what i identify with what you're saying i can resonate with what you're saying and who you are and what you do and you really inspire me fantastic you know unite Join your group, join my group, join the Scale Her Up group, find a coach, whoever that is. It's about finding the right person for you, the right nutrition coach, the right business coach. Yeah, shop around and find the right person that you click with, I would say. And I love that. Just be, just be you. I know maybe it's still, still early days in your business, but would you do it all over again? <laughs> That's a million dollar question. Today, yes. A couple of days ago, no. (laughs) (laughs) It all depends. As I said, we do have ups and downs. I talk to my partner a lot about these things. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? If I have never, if I've never started, I would be calmer. You know, we would have um, holidays more. We would do this more. We would do that more. And then he said to me, but you would be asking yourself for the rest of your life. What if? And you would be living in that unfulfilled state, at least now with what you're doing, you can say, I've done it. I've put all in, I've done my best. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It doesn't matter. But if it does imagine the future No, So yes, I would do it all over again. A a lot more guided. (laughs) Do things a little differently. Yeah. (laughs) A little differently. Yeah. But I would go and do it again because who I am, goes beyond my job and who I am really only shines through when I do my business and when I help others. And I cannot be me without what I do. Fantastic. Is there anything, anything that I should have asked you, Monica, that I haven't done? I think we've covered quite a lot, actually. Yeah, we have. <laughs> 
usually people ask me what are like my top tips for females and stuff like that. I mean, I did give quite a lot of them, but just in general, I, I think we covered really a lot of topics, but in general for women who are in business and struggling or women who are thinking about going in business, there's so much out there. And I know that it can be a bit overwhelming to start, but it doesn't have to cost you money to start. There's a lot of support networks that are helping. Um, locally here, I'm from Dundee in Scotland. Here we've got Business Gateway, for example. Business Gateway is free, free support, and it's a fantastic way to get your foundation going. So just get your foundation started. And then... On, when you're starting to top up, when you're starting to get influx of money, then you hire a coach, you hire someone who's going to guide you through the rest and scale you up. It is not as scary as you think it is, but it's definitely a journey that's going to take you places that you never thought you're going to go. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's so it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that is all. I've said it all. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you so much, Monica. It's been really, really great to chat with you. And uh, I will be chatting with you afterwards about what you can do for me and my my nutrition and health as well. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being with us on the Scale Her Up podcast. Thank you so much for having me and good luck, everyone. You've got this. You do. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcast. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add $250 to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.